Welcome to the Sound of Goshen, brought to you by the Goshen Chamber of Commerce and your community health system, Goshen Health. Get started on your own path to living vibrantly. The first step, Goshen Health. Visit livevibrantly.com. This week's podcast episode, Sounds Around Town. Welcome to the Sound of Goshen. I'm your host, Vince Turner, and today's episode is Sounds Around Town, brought to you in part by Everance. Ground your finances in values like care, hope, and sharing. Everance. Today, we welcome retired juvenile court magistrate Deborah Dominey, who now serves as a columnist for the Goshen News. And our thanks to Everance for providing the sponsorship for this conversation. And uh, Judge, uh, your honor, Deb, uh, there's all sorts of things I'm sure that you answer to at this Deb time. Deb is just but- fine. But welcome. And uh, we were reminiscing prior to actually turning things on, but both of us uh, have have a similar DNA. We started in journalism, started in Fort Wayne journalism, and then ended up in Elkhart County. I came to stay three years, ended up staying about 40 or <laughs> 45, and you've done the same. You I came home to Elkhart County and you stayed as well. Tell us a little bit about your journey. I started after graduating from college at the University of Michigan at WKAM here mm-hmm. in Goshen. And I was here for about uh, about a year and a half and went to Fort Wayne, to WGL. I was there for two weeks. Somebody heard me on the air at WME and said, would you like to try working over here? Mm-hmm. And it was a better opportunity. And I did. And I worked there for just about a year and then came to WSBT in South Bend. Worked in television. And then WNDU um, it, yes. and brought an end to your journalism career yes. and yes. set the stage. We have a, a mutual boss, I guess you could say, <laughs> having worked for Jack Maurer down at WMEE. Uh, I'm sure there's some things about Jack that stayed with you. There are certainly some things about Jack that stayed with me. You know, what I remember about Jack more than anything, he had such a unique voice mm-hmm. like you do. Um, <laughs> and I think that is such an important part of radio. I, I love radio to this day. I mm-hmm. listen to radio all the time yeah. uh, when I'm in the car. Uh, I listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to hear people's voices. I like to hear how they tell a story with only words. It's mm-hmm. such a skill. It's such an art that we don't really appreciate as and there, we should. there were so many great personalities and great voices in Fort Wayne. The thing I remember most about Jack, and you probably experienced this as well, uh, his work ethic was second to none. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the job was important to him. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the thing that I carried off into everything else I did after being with Jack is how important it was just to get the job done and to do it right. But Vince, it is such an important job when you're informing the public of what's going on in their community. Mm-hmm. We talked about this beforehand. Um, you need journalism in order to make sure a community is strong because politicians and and people doing the work in the in the trenches need to know that we're watching we mm-hmm. need to know that we care i think it makes everybody's job better so, so you go to the university of michigan yes. and your intent is that you are going to study law yes the siren song of media came <laughs> along and pulled you away for almost 20 years at what point did you say you know i'm going back to my first love uh, i'm going after a law degree I think after my third child was born, <laughs> um, and uh, it's I I I really liked being on the air, mm-hmm. but your your privacy is limited. Everybody knows who you are, and everybody wants to not everybody 
people want to talk to you even when you're out at McDonald's mm-hmm. with your children having a happy meal. <laughs> and that's not the life I wanted anymore. And I was tired of working weekends and holidays. You never knew if you were going to have Christmas off. Mm-hmm. And when you have little ones, you want to have those holidays off. Uh, and I had always wanted to go to law school. And this was an opportunity to do that. Talk about that process because you said you went to law school. You went to Valparaiso, right? I did. You went to law school part-time, but the unique thing that you had was you got to study at the same time your children were studying. I did. I think it made my kids better (laughs) students because I'd come home from school and Mm -hmm. we'd all get our books. We'd all sit around. We'd read our books. And all of my kids are scholars in their own way, I think, as a result of I think how most people would recognize you now before we get into the columnist stage, but most people recognize your work as the juvenile magistrate here in Elkhart County, a job you did for just over 20 years. Yes. Uh, Tell us how that came about, how you ended up sitting on the bench. You know what? I have always worked with kids in some way. Even when I was at WSBT, I did a segment on children's issues. Mm -hmm. When I went to WNDU, I started a... um, weekly no i think it was weekly program for, for kids sake it was a it was a half an hour program on kids issues oh my goodness i remember that program you do oh my goodness <laughs> you're I'm dating yourself yeah. <laughs> so am i and but i i had always done things with kids even when i was in in um, college and high school mm-hmm. i worked at the ymca and and so i i enjoy i enjoy making a difference in the lives of young people and i had this opportunity i knew judge shoemaker Mm-hmm. And I had helped him with some of his campaign. And um, at one point, I was working as a federal law clerk, and the judge that I worked for passed away. And uh, Judge Schumacher offered me the opportunity to apply. I did, and I got the job, and I'm grateful for that opportunity. Now, there's probably one of the unsung heroes in Elkhart County over the time that I've been here. Judge Terry Shoemaker was just such a mountain of a man and a great contributor to what we've done in this area. He really was. He was a man of integrity, and I think he was a very fair judge. And I think he was a man who cared. Yes. I mean, you could just tell, and that's one of the things I'm sure that he did when he he recruited you. Deb, how tough was it? To be, I mean, and it sounds like a trite question, but I, but I mean that sincerely. How tough was it to be juvenile magistrate? Because you don't, you don't get a lot of happy endings. You have to focus on those few happy endings that you get. Mm-hmm. I believe that it was Judge Duffin who told me that when I began the job. He said, you're not going to have many success stories. So make sure that when you do, you celebrate them to their fullest. And I did. And we have a lot of success stories. We don't mm-hmm. have the majority of kids coming through our courts with happy endings, but we have enough that make it an important job and worth our time and effort. And make you want to go back. Yes. Yes. And try harder. What are the biggest challenges that you see as you as you left the bench? What are some of the biggest challenges you see now for children and for families? Oh my. I think social media. I can't tell you how many fights that we had in our court that started with social media. Mm. Kids will say anything just like grownups when they don't have to look each other in the eye. Yeah. And those things that they say provoke controversy and conflict. And with kids, oftentimes they um, execute that conflict in the classroom or outside on the streets and they end up in court. I don't know how we overcome that influence on our children today. 
And, and I think that's why I think it's the biggest problem, because it's a problem that it's difficult to conceive of a solution for. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost trying to stuff the genie back into yeah. the bottle yeah. and, and, and go from there. But you also got to witness some people who are working very hard to help address the, the issue. We crossed paths yes. again when I was at Basher yes. and, and you were on the bench. Yes. Uh, we've got CAPS. We've got the Boys and Girls Club. We've got so many other people who are out there really trying to make a difference. And if there's one thing that I'm proudest of, I think that when I was a juvenile magistrate, we all worked really hard to be a team. Because when it, we're working with kids, it's not just one entity mm-hmm. that is going to make a difference. Kids are in the court for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But then they go out in the community and they're working with Basher or they're working with CAPS or they're working with the Boys and Girls Club. They're working with the schools. And when you work together, you have a better chance of succeeding. And I think we all did a really good job of working together as a team. It's interesting, and I'm curious with your perspective. I've talked to some folks about juvenile issues, juvenile mm-hmm. justice issues, in, as it relates to chamber work and, mm-hmm. and the business perspective. And you know, you can see it as a social issue. You can certainly see it as a faith issue. But I've argued that it's also very much an economic issue. I agree. That, that you know, helping take care of our young people, I mean, mothers and fathers have to take time off of work or they often sometimes lose work mm-hmm. uh, because they have to deal with children's issues. If we're going to really get a hold of the economy here in Elkhart County, we have to get a hold of the juvenile justice mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. We do. And one thing that people often forget, you know, they want to lock these kids up, mm-hmm. but these kids are a resource. We mm-hmm. saw all the help wanted signs only months ago. They're not as many now, but mm-hmm. there for a long time, it was difficult to find enough people to fill the positions that were available. And these kids are going to stay in the community, and they are so resourceful. We know they're resourceful because they've survived horrors that most of us would be unable to survive. And we need to invest in them rather than just throw them away by locking them up. And I think we are all committed in this community to doing that, um, maybe sometimes more than others. But we, that, it's, it's important because these are kids. And because they're kids, they're not going to be locked away forever. In a matter of months or a matter of years, they're going to be out in the community. So we have an obligation to make sure these are successful, as successful as we can get them to be, because they're going to be contributors. Mm. As you look in the rearview mirror after 20 years, were you in the right place at the right time? I think so. I think that's what it's all about. And I tell my kids that too. Make sure you shake as many hands as you can (laughs) and get to know as many people as you can, because that's just as important as those academic credentials you bring to the table. Uh, And what I mean as well, in the right place at the right time, is that you are the right person at the right time for that particular job. Oh, Vince, that I don't know if I can say that. I am proud of the work that I did. Well, Terry did. So (laughs) if Terry did, we all have to follow that. Okay, it must be. There we go. (laughs) I'm proud of the work I did. Mm -hmm. I am. I am. Thankful for the opportunity I had to touch lives. And and truly, I think we all made a difference working together uh, with the kids who came through the courtroom. So we cross paths again uh, with this podcast because I'm reading through the Goshen News. And I go to the opinion section and, whoa, that's Deborah Dominic. <laughs> and it's like, she's like me. She can't just completely walk away. You know, Nick comes to me and says, why don't we start the podcast program? And here I am back behind her microphone. And Goshen News comes to you and says, hey, your word means something. 
share it. Tell us how that came about. They didn't come to me. Okay. I heard that they were looking for a columnist. Oh, okay. And I threw my name in the hat and they said, yes. Hmm. And it is such an opportunity. It's a great opportunity. I try to be positive. Um, that's that's my one goal. Mm-hmm. And I try to write about things that are going on in the community or things that I feel are important mm-hmm. and would like other people to know. How difficult was it to get back into that mode? I like to write. I have always written. Okay. I journal. I, mm-hmm. uh, I write poetry. Okay. And um, I, I love to write. That, that was one of the things I was known for as a juvenile magistrate. A lot of people use my um, opinions to, mm-hmm. to model their own because I'm, I've always been a writer. Pretty high compliment. I know. I, I, was, <laughs> I was quite impressed. Um, I was honored. But I, I like to write, and this is certainly a different kind of writing, mm-hmm. um, but it's, I think if you're a writer, you can figure it out. Do you have a focus? What are you trying to do when you sit down and, and get a column to the paper? I'm trying to put a light on an issue or a event mm-hmm. or something going on in the community. I think that's what journalism is, whether it's a column or writing for news, um, I think this is an opportunity to tell the, the public what's going on. And, and an opportunity for, I think, you to say, okay, I'm so much more than this. <laughs> Even you know, after an experience of being in, in television journalism and then being on the bench and now coming here, it's a, it's a whole new area for you to be able to watch. Very similar things that you've dealt with. But at the same time, a whole new venue for you to be able to express yourself. It is a whole new venue. It is a challenge. But it's all the same. I I think they're all interrelated. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the courts, whether it's journalism or being a columnist, we need those. We need strong courts. Mm -hmm. We need strong journalism in order for our community to be successful. We need it for the country to be successful, Mm -hmm. arguably for democracy to survive. We need those things. So I feel like I'm just another, I'm, I'm doing another job in that piece of the puzzle that makes this country strong. So do you have some journalistic heroes? Do I have some journalistic heroes? Of course, Walter Cronkite. Uh-huh. I remember sitting when I was, uh, you know, with my parents when mm-hmm. I was a kid watching the CBS Evening News, um, Diane Sawyer. Okay. We always watch CBS. Mm-hmm. Um, Anybody writing? Anybody writing can't think of anybody but yeah i always i I share with folks that um it and it depends on the audience but i'll I'll talk about you know especially back in the day when they're you actually held them in your hands but i read four or five newspapers uh, every week or every and sometimes every day and i mentioned washington post and and wall street journal the new york times and i get the new york times and then people be like boo and and i said wait a minute wait a minute whether you agree or disagree with with their opinion I mean, we're talking about some of the best writers on the planet. Yes. Paul Krugman and Maureen Dowd and, and Thomas Friedman and people like that. As we, as we wrap this up, one of your hopes has to be that whether people agree or disagree with what you have to say, they will at least go there to read it. That would be my hope. And I hope they think about it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the issues I think we have in this country now. We, we agree or disagree and we divide accordingly. 
if we can be open to each other's ideas, mm-hmm. I think we're all going to be better off. Well, I think that's where we're, we're challenged is, is that we've become segmented. Yes. Uh, that, you know, we, we watch the, the stations that say what we want to hear. Yes. We read the newspapers that print what we want to read. And we're not challenging ourselves as a result of that. Hopefully, you'll change that. I'm trying. Well, good luck. Deb, good luck in this, in this, uh, in this next venture of your journalism life. Our paths cross once again. It's fun. Thank you for joining us. Again, we welcome or say thank you to Juvenile Court Magistrate Deborah Dominey, now serving as a columnist for the Goshen News. Forgot to ask, how many times a week? Once. It'll be once a Mondays. week. Um, check it out on Mondays in the Goshen News. Sounds Around Town, brought to you in part by Everance, and it's a presentation of the Goshen Chamber of Commerce. Remember, Sounds of Goshen includes Sound of the Economy, Sound of Success, Sound of Service, and Sounds Around Town. I'm your host, Vince Turner. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.